All right. So I don't know. How do you guys want to tackle tonight? Do you want to uh, briefly discuss some of April 2022 and then go into April 2021 or uh, just go into uh, 2021? And uh, Group C had a really great discussion on President Nelson's April 2022 talks. So, uh, you know, that's something that you can watch in your spare time or we can talk about it now. Anyway, I'm, I'm open to whatever we want, but um, regardless, there's tons of great material. Uh, the, the chapter here, chapter 56, what we are learning and we'll never forget. Um, I had already forgotten that talk, <laughs> a big majority of it. And holy cow, it is deep with all of its footnotes. There's so much there as we're, we're diving in. Um, I don't know. I think I'm just kind of diving into to that talk, but you're more than welcome to pull up anything. Um, so in the, the April 2021 talk, what we are learning and we'll never forget, um, he talks about these, how many lessons is it? Five lessons? No, four lessons. Um, that he hopes that we have learned throughout the, the struggles of the pandemic and uh, hopes that we'll never forget these lessons that we've learned. Uh, lesson number one is the home is the center of faith and worship. Two, lesson uh, is that we need each other. Lesson number three is that your priesthood quorum is meant for more than just a meeting. And lesson four is we hear Jesus Christ better when we are still. And so I think that this is a really pivotal um, talk for uh, the brethren. Remember, it was given in the priesthood session of, of that conference. And um, I don't know, it was just very interesting to, to go back through and hear his emphasis on, on certain words and, and things that he's kind of really stressing here. Um, Mother, what were some of like the, the footnotes that really stood out to you? And you're muted, by the way. <laughs> She's scrambling. <laughs> Sorry. I, I... Uh, what, what, which chapter are we on? This is chapter 56. It's on page 148. Wonder. I'm, You're in a okay. different place. <laughs> I I was way in a different place. Okay. And okay. All right. This is the one yes. I studied last night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As we were going through the footnotes on this, I think the one that stood out to me the most was footnote number C. Um, it's in, um, verse nine, which is just underneath the, the heading lesson number one, the home is the center of faith and worship. It says that often when the Lord warns us about the perils of the last days, he counsels thus. And that just like really stood out to me, like, okay, here's a prophet talking about when, uh, when the Lord is speaking of the last days and giving specific warnings, he usually counsels this. And, and so, I don't know, it just perked up my ears this, this time. But this is the counsel. Stand ye in holy places and be not moved. And those footnotes are 
rich to say the least. I, I want to like go through those with you guys. These are so fun. Um, I thought I had it up on my phone. Just a second. Okay, so um, if you're just following in the, in the regular talk, these are the footnotes from number two. So the first one is Doctrine and Covenants 78 or 87 8. <laughs> it says, Wherefore stand ye in holy places and be not moved until the day of the Lord come. For behold, it cometh quickly, saith the Lord, Amen. Then we've got Matthew 24 15. I find this one very interesting. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. And then in parentheses, whoso readeth, let him understand, which is always pretty much the Lord saying, I'm trying to give you a mystery. Now, if you, you read by the spirit, you'll understand what I'm talking about. And so I find that that verse there in Matthew very intriguing as we've studied timelines and things right the abomination of desolation um and here pulling it back to president nelson's talk when the lord warns of the perils of the last days oftentimes the council is to stand in holy places and this one specifically with the abomination of desolation then we have doctrine and covenants 45 31 through 33 says, and there shall be men standing in that generation that shall not pass until they shall see an overflowing, overflowing scourge. For a desolating sickness shall cover the land, but my disciples shall stand in holy places and shall not be moved. But among the wicked, men shall lift up their voices and curse God and die. And there shall be earthquakes also in diverse places and many des uh, desolations Yet men will harden their hearts against me, and they will take up the sword one against another, and they will kill one another. I think that that's highly pertinent to uh, foreshadowing what's uh, just coming around the corner. Darshan and Covenants 101, 21 through 22. Until the day cometh where there is found no more room for them, and then I have other places which I will appoint unto them, and they shall be called stakes for the curtains or the strength of Zion. For behold, it is my will that all they who call upon my name and worship me according to my everlasting gospel should gather together and stand in holy places. I, I don't know. I find that scripture chain so intriguing, especially in context of what President Nelson is saying here. I mean, he could have chose lots of different scriptures to, to footnote. Yet, um, those are some, some pretty heavy prophecies for us in the last days. Okay. I think we should talk about what the abomination of desolation is and spell that out because it seems to be the one given here is the type for this end one. So we need to understand what that was exactly and that that's going to happen again. And he's telling us to stand. I think he's telling us to stand up in that place and 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 stand for something there. You know, don't let him just take over the temple. You know, sounds like mm -hmm. in the scriptures that we read is that's what it was saying. So let's talk about that first. 
uh, abomination of desolation. I never can remember his name, the one that did, is the type for the first one. Uh, Antiochus? Uh-huh. Antiochus. Anyway. Are you, are you pitching it over to me or? <laughs> well, I was, I was trying to, but I'll, I'll try. I'll just mess it up. But anyway, um, now he was in the days of when the Greeks kind of were taken over and the Maccabees were trying to fight all the evil that was going on here. The church was in dire straits back then. But anyway, he, he, he put a, I don't know, was it a big statue of himself? Is that? I don't know. I mean, he says that he lifted up an image of himself in the holy place. So yeah, it, it so could be I, whatever that means, but and you know he's definitely not worthy. I mean he's he's a he's evil. And then he offers a pig sacrifice, which is an that's an abomination right there, um, in the holy temple. He's he's doing. It's kind of like the Antichrist, you know. Actually, mm -hmm. I mean he's just absolutely slapping god in the face really trying to be yeah. just ooh you know and anyway that's going to happen again i don't know which temple or we i don't think anyone knows what temple for sure but when that happens it's read that again because it sounds like mm -hmm. the righteous should stand in that holy place and and uh, not allow him to do that, even though he's done it. But I mean, get rid of it and stuff. So what it sounded like last night when I was reading that. Uh -huh. Yeah, so the we're reading in verse 9 of chapter 56 here in Book of Nelson, for anyone that just popped on. Um, so uh, it's just underneath the heading of lesson number one, the home is the center of faith and worship. And so he says, um, often when the Lord warns us about the perils of the last days, he counsels thus, stand ye in holy places and be not moved. And so we're looking up all the footnotes on that one because there, there's a, uh, four really great and, and very different footnotes. But um, the one that we're talking about, Abomination of Desolation, is the Matthew 2415 footnote. Um, uh, footnote number C in, in my compilation or... Uh, footnote number two, if you're just reading the talk. And so Matthew 24, 15 says, When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. And then he puts in parentheses, um, Matthew puts in parentheses, Whoso readeth, let him understand. Which is basically like, you know, saying, here's a mystery, and, and you're going to need to pay attention. And so it, it, it's a warning but it's also kind of a command like when you see this do this and anyway kind of interesting there i think it means um stand like 
like Darlene said, stand, stay firm, like stay in the temple, keep doing your work, but be aware of who he is and recognize who he is. Because I think a lot of people don't realize that he's coming and they will get swept away with the miracles he will perform and they will believe that he's Christ. Like they won't realize the difference between, it's just like with, with Moses, if he had not seen the Lord, he maybe would have he maybe would have been taken with Satan when he tried to trick him mm-hmm. and it'll be the same. The people that haven't know God through our studies in Christ, then they'll get swept away by the antichrist. And I think, I don't know what it means. I think it meant it means stand firm. Just keep, keep going, keep working ahead. I don't think it means personally, I could be wrong fight against them i don't think i don't think we never fight against them we just flee (laughs) (laughs) but personally i i think that that's what it means it's like it's coming again pay attention so you know who he is and i don't know don't you think we'll still be just in the temples i mean he's supposed to appear in a temple whether it's our temples or another temple i don't know but i think a lot of saints will get totally um him and because he's supposed to be like like yeah um mysterious um maybe even charming maybe in my opinion kind of like obama (laughs) how he just people just (laughs) loved obama oh the greatest thing ever but i just think it's a warning for for anybody what do you guys think Mm -hmm. yeah and it's interesting because he kind of gives like four different definitions of what stand in holy places means one's in in reference to that the others are like um you know increase zion stand in holy places make sure that you're um (laughs) i don't know it's it's kind of like this this recipe almost uh of uh, what it means to to do that so yeah I, I think you're spot on there. But yeah, it's very interesting. Oh, sorry, go. But in that time, um, I don't know. I need to familiarize myself with this uh, story better, but uh, the temple was taken over and the whole, that's what the whole Maccabean re- was that that was some higher up Jewish people that had the faith to to fight against it and and when they finally did uh, get the temple back um, and they rededicated it that's what Hanukkah is 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 um the remembrance of that day that they got that back. Anyway, it was, a, it was a huge thing. And so if that's our type, we've really got to try to study that out and figure it out. What? How do we study that? Like, where do you go find it? I don't know all that. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I have a good book on that. I've got to, and I've read it too, but I that was before I was awake. You know, to I think if I go over that again, I'm going to understand it a lot better. 
Yeah, because then you put the, you put it all together like a uh-huh. like a uh-huh. like prophecy instead of just what happened in the past, right? Uh huh. Yeah. So that's something I need to do right away and study that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I, I find it very interesting because many people think that Daniel's prophecy was fulfilled with Antiochus, right? Um, because that's after the whole Babylonian captivity, then they go right into the, the Greek um, persecution and, and everything. And so Antiochus uh, has fit the mold for, for lots of people, but um, uh, especially with um, the reference there in the Gospels, it's saying, no, that hasn't happened yet. When you see it in the future, when Daniel's prophecy is fulfilled, um, then um, uh, you'll know that that the end is near kind of a thing. And so that Antiochus, it, it's interesting, Antiochus, Anti-Ochus uh, or, or whatever his uh, named after, but it, it's very similar to Antichrist and yeah. <laughs> everything that, that he represents there. But yeah, studying about like the, the Maccabees and uh, Maccabean revolts, the Hasmonean dynasty and, and all of that is, is a huge, interesting study. You can read a lot about it in like Josephus, uh, History of the Jews. Um, we've got some parts of it in, in Old Testament, but um, it's largely overwritten because um, many tried to erase that part of Jewish history, um, yeah. which is kind of a key to going... Maybe we should study it if they tried to destroy it. <laughs> so on the Hanukkah is the um, the birth of Joseph Smith also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. So yeah, we've got like so many different footnotes in this talk that are just awesome. I don't know. This is probably one of like my favorite ones to go back with with footnotes. Because everything are like little mini sermons that, um, yes, they they support what he's saying in the talk, but it's also counsel in and of itself. Um, but here we're we're talking about the the power of godliness is manifest in the ordinances, and he says that that power is available to you and your family in your own home, and the footnotes on that um, I've got it as footnote F. What is it in the talk here? John 4.20. So footnote number five in in here. I find these very interesting. So we're talking about the power of of godliness being manifest in our own homes as we make them sanctuaries of faith. And so the first footnote is John 4.20 through 23. And it's... It's talking about the Samaritan woman at the, the well. And, you know, I, I would never have went to that story uh, to talk about sanctuaries of faith and uh, uh, worship in the home. And then the second one is about Alma 32, 9 through 16, um, where they're not able to, to worship in their homes anymore. Uh, or worship in their synagogues, sorry, because they're they're so poor and the, the people in, in the synagogues are casting them out because they don't want to associate with them. And so I found both of those very interesting footnotes for what President Nelson is, is talking about here. Again, the power of godliness is manifest in the ordinances 
And that power is available to you and your family in your own home. And um, anyway, I, this is very interesting. Uh, going to the Samaritan woman because uh, she kind of goes through her, her address going, oh, the Jews in Jerusalem don't care about us in, in uh, Samaria. This is where it all happened. I mean, uh, we're, we're here. This is Jacob's well that we're uh, drawing from. And yet you persecute us because we're, we're not good enough or um, we're kind of the, the half breeds or, or whatever you want to call us. Um, but Jesus affirms to her that um, salvation is of the Jews, but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the father in spirit and in truth for the father seeketh so to worship him. And I think that's huge into what president Nelson is, is trying to help us uncover in our own homes that that power the father is seeking to have our homes as a conduit of, of faith and power. Um, and I, anyway, it's just, it just kind of caught me off guard that that's found uh, or testified of in the, the Samaritan woman there. I never would have went there, but uh, it, it's huge. Um, what else did you guys get out of, of that talk? I'm just kind of like railroading things. <laughs> I get excited. You know, that, that woman at the well is interesting because she knew the history. She knew about the Messiah was going to come. I mean, she knew the, these things. And as he, as Jesus was talking to her, um, little by little, she started to recognize, you know, who he really was. But, you know, if she hadn't known the backstory of that, she wouldn't have any reference to base that on. But she knew her stuff there about the history and about who the Messiah really was and stuff. And so, yeah. I mean, she was looking for the Messiah, actually, but wasn't looking at the well. <laughs> anyway, that's a deep story there. I, I think we can pull from that, too, that we don't have to be perfect. She was not yeah. the best life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And isn't it interesting, because um, both of those stories are about worshiping in the correct place, right? We go to, uh, in the Samaritan example, they go to the mountain to, to worship the Lord, because that's the temple, right? The mountain of the Lord, and, um, and, and in the synagogues. And so both of those groups, uh, the Samaritans and the, the ones referenced there in Alma, both couldn't worship how they thought they thought uh, worship needed to happen right and so um christ in in both examples is is kind of telling him you don't have to i mean worry about what's in your heart and, and true worship it doesn't have to be tied to a location you can actually have that uh, power in your home and and draw those things in there and it doesn't require perfection you know these people were uh, destitute they were 
uh, kind of despised and rejected of men, but yet um, uh, we have it within us to to worship uh, on our own and and in good faith. I think that that's huge during the the COVID era that that this talk is given in, as well as as prophecy for the future, as we experience religious persecution and and things moving forward. We might not always be able to to worship how we think we have to, but um, being able to have that power in our own homes is is crucial. Yeah. Um, there in verse 12, it says that there are few pursuits more important than this. You know, some of the things that he has said are the most important is the gathering of Israel, right? Uh, but building our, our homes as, as sanctuaries of faith is right up there with that. Few pursuits are more important than this. We all need our home to be places of serenity and security. And so he gives us uh, the invitation to to increase the holiness of our home. And so Cameron, a couple of thoughts about our home. It doesn't have to be exactly where we're, where we think our home is. You think of Lehi and he dwelt in a tent. Yeah. And holy things happened in his tent. I, when, I, when I hear talks like this, it makes me feel that there's gonna be a time that we're not gonna hear from our leaders. We're gonna be with the spirit. We're going to be on our own and we, we have to understand how to receive our own revelation and how to hear him and be connected so that we don't fear. Yeah, exactly. And that kind of ties into to the next talk that he gives. Um, Christ is risen. Faith in him will move mountains. And it's like there, there's going to be some things that you're not expecting and uh, mountains that, that need moved. But if you have the faith, you can draw that power uh, regardless of um, uh, those are around you, the persecution you might uh, uh, be under. And, uh, you know, it makes me think of like that communication that you said there. Like sometimes we're just going to have to rely on our own. And, and if we have partaken of ordinances worthily, and have the faith to move the mountains, we can seek and expect the miracles that, that flow from them. And we don't have to be just isolated and like, oh, woe is me, but but we can actually be proactive and do things. And the miracles provide for others around us too, or not provide, but... Mm -hmm. Kind of be a catalyst and uh, for all of that. I really like in nine where it says stand ye in holy places and he's talking about the home as a center of worship and I think and it says be not moved and I think oh good let's just stay home. <laughs> but then I was just talking with a customer last week and they were I cannot I do so many people in a day I never can remember who told me. They. It was a late, actually, I think I knew who it was now, said that they are actually um, working on making temples that are movable. Really? Yeah, and I was like, oh, well, of course. That's just like in Abraham. They set up, moved a temple and took it with them. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. And I was really not that happy about it. Because <laughs> I've, I've been hoping that I could just stay in St. George. But yeah, so I gotta re I gotta call call her and re. Sometimes when people tell me things, I hear it, but then my mind's going so fast about other things that I can't. 
I don't, I forget to ask the right questions, mm -hmm. but she said, yeah, they were working on it. She, well, she had worked at the girls camp up in Heber. You know, there's a big girls camp up there. Did you guys know that? The, the girls camp in, in where? In Heber, Utah. Okay. For some reason, like your microphone keeps going in and out, and okay. and I'm not totally sure. Off of my microphone. Hold on a sec. Oh. Let me see if I can change it. Yeah, that sounds better already. Okay, is that better? Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So she was telling me. She was telling me about. Cause she worked at the girls camp up by he up above Heber. Uh -huh. Okay. How much work they've done there. And then she said they've been working on temples that are movable so they can move, move them. And instead of asking more questions, I was like, my brain just started going, you know, cause I was thinking about all the stuff of Abraham and moving it and setting it up and blah, 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 and how it has got certain things. And, instead of asking more questions. Mm -hmm. uh, so maybe like, cause when Lara just said that um, home doesn't have to actually be home and maybe mm -hmm. the temple doesn't have to actually be where we think it's gonna be. Yeah. Although they're building all these temples. I don't know, I can't make heads or cells of it. Mm -hmm. But that would well, make some of those that are have... like. Go ahead. Uh, well, I, it was just gonna be a tongue in cheek comment, but like some of those that are in undisclosed uh, locations in Russia or whatever. It's just like, oh, we're just going to have a, a, a movable one that's just rotating. Or it's <laughs> open for certain hours when it feels safe or what? I don't know. Mm -hmm. She told me that I, and my mind was so blown by it. I couldn't really even ask any questions. Mm -hmm. That'd be very <laughs> interesting. I, I've no. never even, my brain hasn't even went there before. I'm <laughs> Yeah, he told me their work, and I'm gonna have to call her and reconfirm. Now I'm thinking, did I dream that? But I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna have to call her. But yeah, she said they were working on temples that were movable, like just small, small, very, very small, small temples. And I just went straight to thinking of it more like a tent, just because of our studies. Mm -hmm. And I actually hadn't even remembered that till Laura said that. I forgot that we talked about that. Mm -hmm. And that makes oh. sense to me if we do have to go, because I haven't had a firm conviction that I have to move somewhere. But mm -hmm. if we get, if we do have to flee, if things do get bad and we have to flee, which you guys probably in Malta probably won't have to, but um but maybe we will have access to a tent if you go to one of those bigger places where more of a gathering spot. That does mm -hmm. make sense. Yeah. I mean, that's why they did it in the past too, you know? And yeah. why wouldn't we in the future? I mean, we definitely have a, all the ability. I mean, we have more access to any supplies than they did even back then. So it would make sense. Yeah. Hmm. So anyway... But so intriguing. You got my wheels I'll, turning. I'll ask more questions next time and just keep my mouth closed. It just really hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Let's see. I love on lesson number four there, um, just right above verse 21, it says, we hear Jesus Christ better when we are still. 
And so um, with all the commotion of, of the last days and everything, um, anyway, it, again, it, it's interesting how many times he actually tells us who we're supposed to be hearing. And I kind of missed that the, the first go around. You know, so many people were asking, like, who exactly are we hearing when we hear him? And here he's uh, telling us we hear Jesus Christ better when we are still. The still small voice, we need to match that frequency so that we're not uh, constantly on this the spectrum where we're matching the frequency still and small in order to to hear him and, and understand his counsel. I found that very interesting in, in this talk. Where was that? Um, so just right above verse 21, um, it, it's the heading of, of lesson number four. We hear Jesus Christ better when we were still. Yeah, and it goes into, again, we're, if we're in places that are, there's a lot of commotion and chaos and noise and stuff, we can't hear him as well as mm -hmm. when it's quiet and our, anyway, our spirits can I was even thinking the other day, I was filling up my tank with fuel. And you know, the new, the new gas station pump, they've got that stupid thing playing the whole time. Just noise, just advertising. Yeah. I was thinking you can't even pump your gas without something wrapping off to you. <laughs> I just wanted to push, be quiet. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I wish I could turn those off. Yeah, That's I it's About like so much noise that you can't stay really still in your brain unless you really teach yourself how to shut it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, I think that's one thing about our homes and our temples is they're places that can be still. Yeah. Yeah. We and we learn to sh shut off all the extra noise. Like I know people that always have to have the TV on, even if they're not listening. And uh -huh. I feel like that now I never even turn it on isn't that yeah. there's yeah we um went into a used bookstore yesterday my daughter and I it was the day before Friday and I walk in I'm like there's so many books and it's just like this maybe 20 foot by 40 foot space just full of bookshelves and then walking out I was just like this is so much we have so much and they weren't even books that I would read but even the books that we have to read, it really takes focus and prayer to know which ones to spend time on. Mm -hmm. Oh, it, it really is. It, we live in an age of like over information, right? I mean, there's just so much to, to rifle through. And uh, like you said, it, it takes a lot of work and discernment to know what the good, better, best is of, of even the, the the good books, you know, like Deseret Book, you'd, you'd take a, a lifetime just reading through through everything that's there. That's President Oak's talk, right? The Better Best, was that his? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm going through the uh, Book of Oaks right now. Oh man, yeah. he has got some amazing talks. His very first one on gambling, oh my goodness. I don't know where I was. I, I was still up in heaven, but <laughs> like there's some powerful, powerful early talks of his. That gave me a vision of the, the our oil lamps, like each drop that we add to our lamp of these that have prepared us and are preparing us for what is to come. And it, mm -hmm. 
I kind of overwhelmed me thinking like I'm, I'm going to the temple the first time with his sister on Saturday and she hasn't had all this. How do we, how do we help them? Yeah, how do you not overwhelm them, drown them with a fire hose, but yet. Right. Yeah. It's an interesting process, isn't it? I've noticed also that them talking more about like meditation and, and like where you never used to hear them talk about meditation and um, not, they used to just call it pondering. I didn't used to hear, but that's what we, you almost have to train your brain to meditate through the chaos and just learn how to just go within. I don't know. I think even sometimes in sacrament, I have to do that because, you know, if it's noisy or you've got a lot of distractions that I get distracted yeah. really easily, I have to teach my brain how to just, you know, meditate, yeah. ponder and be still inside which is kind of the same as this right mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting yeah. when when other people have certain frequencies or like you know if they're jittery and and kind of on edge you know just going a million miles an hour when they're like shaking it, their leg and they're just shaking it <laughs> yeah they're just thumping their leg and they're just talking up a storm or whatever it like <laughs> causes anxiety in my own soul and i'm just like huh but like like you said the power of meditation and like proper channeling of of your brain and stuff has really trained me i've noticed a, a big difference over the past couple of weeks when i'm in situations surrounded by chaos uh for lack of a better word i'm, I'm still able to be still and, and still able to to communicate with the the spirit and not let that whole thing affect me you know it's not perfect I you know I still get off on on some but like mm -hmm. it's just interesting the the power of meditation power over your brain and putting off the natural man's um tendency to to keep up with with other people's chaos <laughs> I don't know I how to describe Tracy I see your name are you on I heard you talk I think Tracy's like a beautiful example of like peaceful speaking and keeping it together. Are you like mm -hmm. that, Tracy? She's <laughs> <laughs> not there. She just always yeah. like so calmly and just has like that that really comforting voice. I love to hear her talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there's quite a few in our our groups or whatever that I've noticed have um, are the the tranquil mellowing <laughs> force of us, aren't they? Um, let's see. And then, um, in verse 24, along with that, he says, my dear brethren, there are many things the Lord wants us to learn from our experiences during the pandemic. These are only four of the things I invite you to make your own list, consider it carefully and share it with those you love. And I was like, huh, I didn't do that. <laughs> I, you know, like the, all of the simple invitations that, that president Nelson extends, I, I, I don't know, going back through these, I'm like, huh, I, I kind of fail at, at some of those uh, small and, and simple requests there. But making a list of what I have learned throughout the pandemic and just chaos and consider it carefully and then share it with those I love. Uh, I think that that's a, there's a powerful principle behind that. You know, we, we've talked about journaling and, and things before, but like uh, this specific one, um, preparing the the world and and extending our peace 
to to them so that they can rely on that and we can be kind of a a mellowing force in in a world of chaos what verse is that um that's the very end of verse 24 um you know it kind of goes into 23 as well but um in 23 it says discipline yourself to have time alone with your loved ones open your heart to god in prayer take time to immerse yourself in the scriptures and worship in the temple and then uh, about that of making a list and sharing it with your family. I made one of those lists. I started with a circle of the pandemic and then just kind of did those things off of it. But I, don't, I haven't looked at it since. It was really fun to do, though. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I just didn't I'm even, even sure do it. Can find it. Yeah. yeah, that's one thing I'm, you know, um, kind of going back through these talks and really focusing in on any of the challenges that I missed and, and doing them and any of the ones that I did do, um, uh, just redoing them, uh, constantly uh, putting those things into practice um, have made a, a huge impact. I've loved <laughs> reviewing his, his talks here. It's been so fun. I remember at the time, April, 2021, the talks didn't hit me. Like, I, I don't know. I was kind of in a tumultuous place in my life, but like, they didn't hit me with as much power as they are now. Like, oh my goodness, my eyes are, are more open and, and seeing how prophetic he is speaking, you know, through all of these talks here in, in uh, April, 2021. But man, especially those footnotes, <laughs> this has been a, a really rich uh, experience going back through them. Um, anything else in, in that talk that um, really stood out to, to you guys? Did you already talk about we need each other, lesson number two? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, I missed it. Oh, no, uh, we didn't talk about it. I thought you were asking, can we? Yeah, go oh. for it. I'm, um, I've just been noticing how um we can lift each other so much the the ones that are kind of awake and paying attention how much we can not just like cheer each other on but actually like like buoy each other up um just with the learning and mm -hmm. i don't know i think it's important that's part of that was part of the thing with with the community is to have a community of people that you know are where you are not not so much knowledge or wherever but but spiritually where you are so that you can help each other mm -hmm. and i just really i thought that was i thought it was cool that he put that in there yeah you know when i was oh yeah go for it do you do you feel like you can broadcast preparedness to people right now or do you feel like you just kind of have to silently do it and then watch for the lord to send you people mm. yeah kind of the latter there I, I i tried last year uh quite a bit but i don't know I it, think that the time has passed and it doesn't feel right so our emergency preparedness person or whatever for the ward called me up and said will you do a garden tour we want to invite people to everybody's gardens and i said you know that might have felt okay last year but i'm not feeling okay with it this year so she kind of broadcast that through the church today that there's some people that aren't comfortable having their gardens. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Is that 
awkward. That was very awkward. It was very awkward. And even in priesthood, when um, her husband passed around the little sheet to sign up for a garden tour, he didn't hand it to my husband. He handed it next to my husband. He's like, what was this? And we had talked about it before. I said, I just, the Lord will send us people that need help. I'm willing, but I'm not, I'm not putting it out there right now. And and then they started feeling bad about it. I'm like, should I feel bad about this? That's kind of such an interesting. That's kind of funny that, like, I can see where you would feel that way. I would kind of feel that way if they were like, "Let's see everybody's bed storage." (laughs) I would be like, "You're not coming to my house." (laughs) 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 I'm gonna have to pack. (laughs) (laughs) The same, same thing. Um, but I've noticed like the Heavenly Father sent me a lot of people that have left the church or not mem most all of them have left the church that are preparing. And I kind of thought that they would kind of come around to the church and they're not, but they're preparing and they're getting ready, but they don't feel like it's with this prophet. And I don't really discuss that too much with them because they don't want to talk about it. But yeah, they all want to get de- um, food dehydrators, and um, they're asking me how to do stuff and prepare, and and I'm happy to help. Um, but I think it's it's interesting that it's not all really members. <laughs> it's not all active members that are really getting mm-hmm. prepared. But yeah. the Zion isn't going to be all people that are from the church. No, faithful people, and so. I have, I think I, didn't I share that? I feel like I need to wear a cross or something. I just don't wear jewelry, but I kind of had that feeling that I need to somehow connect with our Christian community that we have things in common. We have the Lord in common. A great idea. Hmm. I've actually thought of that yesterday because one of the girls was wearing a cross and I thought, you know what? Because we don't really have, unless you're going to wear your young woman's medallion, (laughs) but nobody knows what But that is like a symbol that I think people would, I, I thought that same thing, Laura, that's funny because you and I are kind of, at least I'm connecting with you today. I don't know about you feel the same, but that's, <laughs> I, I, I can see what you mean. It does put out a sign. Mm-hmm. And traditionally, yeah. that's something that they know. Well, I've been flooding Facebook with messages for years. So people know that know me know my face I mean that's not a question and even sometimes I look at the post I'm like wow not that I'm looking for praise or looking for followers or anything but I'm just surprised my cloud pictures will gather 30 people but my religious stuff nobody <laughs> so but mm. they you know they know where to go they know where to find more if they need to know more it's not that I'm I'm keeping it hidden and and I imagine when they have a faith crisis of their own that the Lord will lead them to someone like you or me that can help them through those those times. Yeah, it's interesting the Lord's pattern of that of ministering. I mean, He never just like leaves us deserted on an island kind of thing. Like we do need each other, and uh, that doesn't just mean um, the the five virgins, right? I mean, we we all work together uh, within and without the church. 
uh, we all need each other so that we can be uh, a leavening action to the, the world at this time. But like, how many people came out of the pandemic going, you know, uh, depression, anxiety, like all of these things, just feeling so alone and disconnected from reality, from the world, like, and I, you know, I never felt that way because I was full on engaged, active in, in, in everything. And, um, I can, can help be a support to, to people who felt that way. I can kind of be that, that reassuring calmness of like, how are you so calm right now? The world's falling apart. And it's like, but we know how it ends. We, we, we know the picture, we know the scriptures and uh, we have uh, faith that, that Christ can, can help us through whatever. And uh, well, I feel like yeah. we're all the busy squirrels. We're all just like gathering with our stuff. Like, we're, yep. That's I feel like when I hit the bed at night, I'm like, I am exhausted. <laughs> and I'm carrying my bag of rice. I'm like, I just feel like I need more rice. I need more rice because I really like rice. <laughs> uh -huh. I love it. I don't know no, when you said squirrels, my first thought was like sword in the stone and those crazy <laughs> squirrels on there. What it reminds me. Day just goes so fast. Oh my heck. Just so fast. And we yeah. stretch it out. Like we're up at six in the morning and we don't go to bed till midnight. And I know. Wake up gone. Like, what happened to that day? But we look back and you know, we get a lot done, but it just goes so fast. So fast. I'm just so thankful that when we have one day we can just rest and not do any of it. I've never been so thankful for the Sabbath. I'm like, yeah. I can't do anything today but study the scriptures and rest. Yeah. When I was growing up, I used to just find the Sabbath day so boring. And anyway, it was just like, oh man, if I could have used all of my youth years and used the Sabbath wisely, like, Oh man, it, now it's one of my busiest days as far as like spirituality goes. Like, holy cow, I'm I'm busy all all Sunday. Like a darling glow. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the sun comes in just right, perfect during this group, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um. So, anything else in in this talk? If not, I think we should like touch on uh, President Nelson's April 2022 talk. So like the basketball analogy, the dream that he had, the the sundial. Okay, guys, this was so fun. So um, in Group C, I told um, uh, everyone like, okay, the shadow is kind of bugging me for some reason. In his uh, his last talk there, um, let me find it so I'm not okay. So he gives the, the sundial one and he says, the shadow by my finger cast divides the future from the past. Before it sleeps the unborn hour, it's in darkness and beyond thy power. Behind its unreturning line, the vanished hour no longer thine. One hour alone is in thy hands, the now on which the shadow stands. And I was just like, ah, oh, the shadow is bugging me and I can't quite put my finger on it. And so I was like working through like- uh, Say it one more time, that shadow part. Say it one more, say it slower. Uh -huh, yeah, so the it references at the beginning and at the end. Yeah. So the very first one, it says the shadow by my finger cast. And then at the end, it says 
the now on which the shadow stands. And so um, anyway, I was like, why is time he measured really by a shadow, by darkness, by, you know, like it should be light, you know, kind of a thing. And I don't know. But then I was like, just kind of running through it. But anyway, I was in the, the temple and the Lord just like led me to, to my to my answer. It's not an answer for everyone, but I found it so interesting. And uh, I opened my book, uh, my Bible there to Isaiah 38, right? I mean, as one does. <laughs> and uh, Isaiah 38 is the story of Hezekiah and a sundial. And I was like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot. Like, this is why the, the shadow and the sundial was bugging me was because I, I, I knew I heard it before, but I couldn't quite place it. But yeah, there's one other sundial in scripture and it's in the story of Hezekiah, which is like my favorite all-time story going into President Nelson. Like President Nelson is a modern Hezekiah. Yeah. And so there's this sundial that uh, Hezekiah's whole story goes with. And if you compare Isaiah 38 to President Nelson's now is the time, your mind's going to be blown. So anyway, I encourage everyone to do that. I'm not going to give you the answer, but it is such a rich, fun study. Isaiah 38 and... Uh, Come on, present. give us some more. <laughs> <laughs> now is the time. That talk is super powerful in context of the Hezekiah story. Oh, sorry, I should have made myself. <laughs> Sometimes when something goes outside... My dog just goes crazy, starts barking. Um, but yeah, then we've got like the whole basketball analogy and the the seesaw battle and and everything. Anyway, I'm just Were kind you of hoping for the basketball game. Like our prophets going to a basketball game. I was like really hung up on that one. Yeah, right. Because we again we have only two stories of President Nelson in basketball games. This one. And the first one, when him and his wife, Dancel, were uh, sitting on the couch watching a basketball game when she died. And I found that very interesting. Like, why are we bringing up basketball games? And like, you know, having gone through Isaiah and idolatry and all that kind of stuff, you know, I, it was just interesting. But yet there is so much symbolism baked into this story. It, it I don't know. It <laughs> For a second, the, the split second of like, really, we're talking about basketball? versus holy cow what he's saying is is awesome here yeah i i went through that that same thing was the sundial was this am i on okay was the sundial the sundial is really just about using your time getting you don't have much time left or today or what tell me more well, like, <laughs> yeah in Hezekiah's case, um, he was supposed to, with the covenant that he made for the people, then he, he was supposed to die, actually. And the Lord gives him 15 more years, right? Yeah. Um, so with the Davidic covenant that he performed on behalf of the people, death was his lot. And Isaiah told him that you will die. And then um, Hezekiah goes back to the Lord and pleads for himself and is like, but Lord, I, <laughs> I helped your people and stuff like, 
is this really my my lot or whatever and he said because of thy faithfulness i will add 15 more years onto your life and as a sign of the promise i will look at the uh, sundial of ahaz and i will turn it back 10 degrees and so uh that was the sign uh, of hezekiah's extending his life hmm. what? Yeah, there's only one other sundial that i can even think of in, in scripture hezekiah <laughs> and, and i finally found it i didn't have my pen with me when you told me what what isaiah um chapter to study yeah isaiah 38 I believe. Pretty sure. 28, 30, 38. Okay. Interesting. So have you made that comparison before for us of President Nelson being the modern day Hezekiah? Could you walk through that for a second? Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, line by line, his whole life is almost an exact match of Hezekiah, especially his presidency years. I mean, when Hezekiah assumes the uh, the kingship and uh, President Nelson becoming prophet, every single thing that they do in order is is the same story. And uh, yeah, I have that, that whole Google Doc you can study it and everything. But I mean, it is uncanny <laughs> how exact they. Was Hezekiah's or his parents were they? Um... Were they unfaithful when he was young? Is that part of the story? Like, I wish. Yeah, I Hezekiah's dad Ahaz was was a very wicked man. Okay. Can you send me a document in an email? I would love to see that. Uh -huh. Yeah, for sure. Um, let me pull it up really quick. Has um, President Nelson ever recognized that, or is this just something you pulled? <laughs> yeah, this is just as we're going through <laughs> Isaiah and stuff. I was just like, holy cow, Have this story is like. Holy, holy this but no he's i as far as i know president nelson has never done a footnote that actually references anything about hezekiah which i found very interesting in and of itself but maybe this maybe this poem is it because i know this was like the first one and and i didn't catch it off the bat and i should have caught it but anyway now that i have caught it and i'm like oh my goodness and um anyway yeah I'll, I'll leave it to you guys to study but there's there's lots of rich fun fun things there um but yeah i will i'll post it here in the chat and then i'll email it to you laura thank you kathy why are you laughing because <laughs> i'm like i am hezekiah <laughs> I, I, think, I mean i'm not laughing at your comment I'm laughing at being him and thinking Wow, I sure do follow this. You know, know because I, a lot of prophets follow each other in, in patterns and stuff, you know, I wonder if they ever do, like, catch on, like, holy cow, I'm a modern Hezekiah. <laughs> that would be so funny. Of you, I'm just laughing at, like, to look in the mirror and go, oh, my gosh. Like, not all <laughs> I'm a prophet now. I'm doing exactly what Hezekiah did. Uh -huh. Like. You know, like when I, Joseph Smith is translating the Book of Mormon and and seeing prophecies about himself and going like, "Oh, this is weird. <laughs> this is me. <laughs> Whoa!" You know, kind of that same realization, but like with you know our other prophets. It's just funny to think about. Well, and then I just I just think of their like, and then there's 
Cameron Briggs that figured it all out. He lives in Idaho. <laughs> he knows I'm Hezekiah, but I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, I'll send him a letter. Did you know? Yeah. <laughs> Write him a little a little memo. By the way, yeah. you know that you might so you just sent Anthony Sweat. Is that what you meant to send? Did you like Anthony Sweat? Is that what I sent? Yeah, Sorry. well, that's what, when I copied it and sent it. I don't know. Or select all. In the email or in the, the chat here? In the chat. The chat? Let me open it up. Let see what happened. Yeah, and I need that. So thank you, because I need to send that to my friend to watch. The one I'm taking on Saturday. So I needed that. Thank you. Huh. Like when I click on it, it goes to the Hezekiah sheet. Okay. Um, Cameron, no, it doesn't go to the sheet. Hmm. It says from Cameron Briggs and it looks at your search LinkedIn. No, it just shows your stuff. It doesn't go to your sheet. Do I need to go into another way? Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Like click on it from your email. I, I just emailed it to you. Try that one and, and see if it goes to the right place. Okay. Mine. Yours worked. Okay. It's okay. Okay. This looks better. But do I thank you for that, um, Anthony Sweat link. I needed that. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't mean to <laughs> send that. Yeah. So it, it must be serendipitous. Yeah, that's perfect. Because I need to send that to her to watch her. Mm -hmm. cool. Did you watch that one? It was really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> There's so many good things to catch up on on a weekly basis. Holy cow. Seriously. It makes me want to have a um, Spencer experience and just walk into my library. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> just be able to pick up a book and just know it. <laughs> Even know the tree it came from and and the writers and like everything. Uh -huh. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm going, I'm pouring through all of my Hebrew. I'm trying to really buckle down and, and learn it and stuff. Anyway, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I just want to like internalize it. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, sorry. I don't know. I felt like I just like monopolized everything. <laughs> <laughs> Sharing all my fun things. It seems like forever since I talked to y'all. <laughs> it doesn't feel like that at all. Share away. <laughs> We're fine with it. <laughs> Sometimes I get a little too excited. But yeah, anyway, so um, next week, group A is going to be in what? Let's see. So October 2021, and Group A is going to do the talk, Make Time for the Lord, which yeah. is like, ties right into this week too. That was a good one. Um, that'll be a, a fun week. But yeah, anything else before we close out? Sorry, I <laughs> keep everyone really long. <laughs> the groups have extended into <laughs> multi-hour sessions. Got it hurt. The groups <laughs> thank you so much it's great yeah it's been super fun love that and well find that book let us know you're talking to my mom right i don't know yeah. if she heard you if you find that book on 
the Maccabees and all that kind yes. of stuff. Yes, I'll find out where I go. Yeah. Well, could you could you just write a little book review on it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually have already done that. Um, and I know where that is. It's my notes from what I read. Maybe that would be the best thing. It really would. <laughs> and I inserted it because I was studying the the Old Testament really deep. And I was using verse by verse. And uh, and then I branched out and looked up other commentaries and different things. But I remember sticking that in that uh, verse by verse book. So wow. I, I know where to go for that. That reminded me when you said that. I do have notes on that. So you know the Old Testament really well then, huh? Yeah, my mom's like one of the best. Wow. That's incredible. It would be really fun. Because we, we talk about it all the time with people and people are like, whatever. You know, you're yeah. such weirdos, nerds with that. But um, I've made a couple, like, I sent a link to, to my one class on Learning Zion about why the Jews didn't recognize Christ. And I, and I go kind of go through the, the history of, of Israel and, and it zooms into the Maccabean period and, and everything there. But it seems like I also made a video that kind of went along with like what my mom had, had compiled. But I don't know, if I find it all, I'll, I'll send it to you. That was a while ago. So Cameron, I'm not understanding this last thing that you sent, when I click on it, why won't it open? What am I doing wrong? Uh, so it's going to be on Learning Zion. You might have to like log in to it. Okay. But let me see. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. yeah, sure. Have a great night. I've got to go. Thank you. Love right. you guys. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to find the video. Anyway, if I find it, I'll, I'll let you know. But um, I'll, I'll find my better links because that one might not be like the full on thing anyway. It just has less lessons history of the world. If I look it up on here, let me see if that works. Because <laughs> I forgot my password again. <laughs> <laughs> Those passwords, they get me every time. History. What I do with learning Zion now, I don't even sign, ever sign out. It's just on all the time for me. <laughs> I yeah, um, Cameron taught me how to put it on my screen, so it's not a thing anymore. So when I tried to do it on the computer, though, so oh why, yeah, on a different device. Christ? Is that what you're saying? Why didn't the Jews recognize Christ? Uh -huh. Yeah. So that's the class, and then like. I have some of those like lined out, but I'm trying to find the video because I go into it a lot more in depth on a video somewhere, but I'll have to find that. Cameron, I, I just don't know how you find time to do all of these things. Like the learn oh. is really- Well, that was like a so couple of years ago. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, this such a blessing. And looking back on all this two and a half, is it two and a half years? I don't even know how long this has been. It just seems like, is this the third year into this or was this like the first like, i can't even remember because it has gone so fast right but yeah. an issue except watching the disintegration around the world 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So quickly, like so quickly. Yeah, when I go back and uh, sometimes I, I reference some of those uh, first Abraham discussions that we had or whatever, and I'm like, holy cow, we didn't know anything back then of like what the, the world was going to be like in a year or whatever. Like, <laughs> but yeah, we didn't start those, I don't think, until a year ago, January, wasn't it, when we started the Abraham book? Uh huh. Yeah. So it was. Um, I started my in-person classes in like October 2020, ish, right? Yeah. And then. Did you Did you really have some then? Yeah. And so we didn't do the book clubs until January 2021. It It is so amazing just how we have all come together and the Isaiah Institute. It's just so amazing. Yeah. How the Lord and we were just talking. Um, we heard something about water and issues with water. And I said to my husband just a few minutes ago, he sits in here too. He just left, but I said, Isn't it interesting that like three years ago we decided to get the reverse osmosis system for our, our house? Like you wouldn't hear that over the pulpit that you need to be careful about your water. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting. Yeah. so when they fall what is happening sorry what happens next <laughs> that's really unnerving when i hear my own voice out of nowhere <laughs> i thought i clicked off of it but i accidentally clicked into it sorry anyway <laughs> it's my my brain's getting loopy now sorry anyway we will uh, see everyone next week for for october 2021 uh conference chat it's gonna be a fun one so Cameron, did you find that video I didn't. I, I, I'll, I'll look for it. I've been trying to, but I, I don't know. Pressure's on or something. I don't know. I can't find it. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll get a hold of it and, and send that to you. Okay. Thank you so much. You guys have a great week. <laughs> yeah, you too. Yeah. See ya.